This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Sometimes you get tired doing this thing we call justice. Keep listening to find out how one book has brought nourishment to the souls of many who are in the daily fight for justice. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 33. Jehu wipes out Ahab's family. Ahab had 70 sons living in Samaria. So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the leading officials of Jezreel, and to the guardians of Ahab's dynasty. This is what the letters said. You have with you the sons of your master, chariots and horses, a fortified city and weapons. So when this letter arrives, pick the best and most capable of your master's sons. Place him on his father's throne and defend your master's dynasty. They were absolutely terrified and said, Look, two kings could not stop him. How can we? So the palace supervisor, the city commissioner, The leaders and the guardians sent this message to Jehu. We are your subjects. Whatever you say, we will do. We will not make anyone king. Do what you consider proper. He wrote them a second letter saying, If you are really on my side and are willing to obey me, then take the heads of your master's sons and come to me in Jezreel at this time tomorrow. Now the king had 70 sons, and the prominent men of the city were raising them. When they received the letter, They took the king's sons and executed all seventy of them. They put their heads in baskets and sent them to him in Jezreel. The messenger came and told Jehu, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. Jehu said, Stack them in two piles at the entrance of the city gate until morning. In the morning he went out and stood there. Then he said to all the people, You are innocent. I conspired against my master and killed him. But who struck down all these men? Therefore, take note that not one of the Lord's words, which he pronounced against Ahab's dynasty, will fail to materialize. The Lord has done what he announced through his servant Elijah. Then Jehu killed all who were left of Ahab's family in Jezreel, and all his nobles, 
close friends and priests. He left no survivors. Jehu then left there and set out for Samaria while he was traveling through Beth Echid of the shepherds. Jehu encountered the relatives of King Ahaziah of Judah. He asked, Who are you? They replied, We are Ahaziah's relatives. We have come down to see how the king's sons and the queen mother's sons are doing. He said, Capture them alive. So they captured them alive and then executed all 42 of them by the cistern at Beth Echid. He left no survivors. When he left there, he met Jehonadab son of Rechab, who had been looking for him. Jehu greeted him and asked, Are you as committed to me as I am to you? Jehonadab answered, I am. Jehu replied, If so, give me your hand. So he offered his hand and Jehu pulled him up into the chariot. Jehu said, Come with me and see how zealous I am for the Lord's cause. So he took him along in his chariot. He went to Samaria and killed each of Ahab's remaining family members who were in Samaria until he destroyed them. In keeping with the Lord's message, which he had announced to Elijah, Jehu executes the prophets and priests of Baal. Jehu assembled all the people and said to them, Ahab worshipped Baal a little. Jehu will worship him with great devotion. So now bring to me all the prophets of Baal, as well as all the servants and priests. None of them must be absent for I am offering a great sacrifice to Baal. Any of them who fails to appear will lose his life. But Jehu was tricking them so he could destroy the servants of Baal. Then Jehu ordered, Make arrangements for a celebration for Baal. So they announced it. Jehu sent invitations throughout Israel, and all the servants of Baal came. Not one was absent. They arrived at the temple of Baal and filled it up from end to end. Jehu ordered the one who was in charge of the wardrobe, bring out robes for all the servants of Baal. So he brought out robes for them. Then Jehu and Jehonadab, son of Rechab, went to the temple of Baal. Jehu said to the servants of Baal, Make sure there are no servants of the Lord here with you. There must be only servants of Baal. They went inside to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed 80 men outside. He had told them, If any of the men inside gets away, you will pay with your lives. When he finished offering the burnt sacrifice, Jehu ordered the royal guard and officers, Come in and strike them down. Don't let any escape. So the royal guard and officers struck them down with the sword and left their bodies lying there. Then they entered the inner sanctuary of the temple of Baal. They hauled out the sacred pillar of the temple of Baal and burned it. They demolished the sacred pillar of Baal and the temple of Baal. It is used as a latrine to this very day. So Jehu eradicated Baal worship from Israel, a summary of Jehu's reign. However, Jehu did not repudiate the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had encouraged Israel to commit. The golden calves remained in Bethel and Dan. The Lord said to Jehu, You have done well. You have accomplished my will and carried out my wishes with regard to Ahab's dynasty. Therefore, four generations of your descendants will rule over Israel. But Jehu did not carefully and wholeheartedly obey the law of the Lord, God of Israel. He did not repudiate the sins which Jeroboam had encouraged Israel to commit.
In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel's territory. Hazael attacked their eastern border. He conquered all the land of Gilead, including the territory of Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh, extending all the way from Aroer in the Arnon Valley through Gilead to Bashan. 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verses 8-12 through 12. While Jehu was dishing out punishment to Ahab's family, he discovered the officials of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's relatives who were serving Ahaziah and killed them. He looked for Ahaziah, who was captured while hiding in Samaria. They brought him to Jehu and then executed him. They did give him a burial, for they reasoned, He is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with his whole heart. There was no one in Ahaziah's family strong enough to rule in his place. Athaliah is eliminated. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she was determined to destroy the entire royal line of Judah. So Jehozabeth, the daughter of King Jeroam, took Ahaziah's son Joash and stole him away from the rest of the royal descendants who were to be executed. She hid him and his nurse in the room where the bed covers were stored. So Jehozabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, wife of Jehoiada, the priest and sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so she could not execute him. He remained in hiding in God's temple for six years while Athaliah was ruling over the land. Second Kings chapter 11 verses 1 through 12. Athaliah is eliminated. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she was determined to destroy the entire royal line. So Jehosheba, the daughter of King Jerome and sister of Ahaziah, took Ahaziah's son, Joash, and stole him away from the rest of the royal descendants who were to be executed. She hid him and his nurse in the room where the bed covers were stored. So he was hidden from Athaliah and escaped execution. He hid out with his nurse in the Lord's temple for six years while Athaliah was ruling over the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada summoned the officers of the units of hundreds of the Carians and the royal bodyguard. He met with them in the Lord's temple. He made an agreement with them and made them swear an oath of allegiance in the Lord's temple. Then he showed them the king's son. He ordered them, This is what you must do. One third of the unit that is on duty during the Sabbath will guard the royal palace. Another third of you will be stationed at the foundation gate. Still another third of you will be stationed at the gate behind the royal guard. You will take turns guarding the palace. The two units who are off duty on the Sabbath will guard the Lord's temple and protect the king. You must surround the king. Each of you must hold his weapon in his hand. Whoever approaches your ranks must be killed. You must accompany the king wherever he goes. The officers of the units of hundreds did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each of them took his men, those who were on duty during the Sabbath as well as those who were off duty on the Sabbath, and reported to Jehoiada the priest. The priest gave to the officers of the units of hundreds King David's spears and the shields that were kept in the Lord's temple. The royal bodyguards took their stations, each holding his weapon in his hand. They lined up from the south side of the temple to the north side and stood near the altar and the temple, surrounding the king. Jehoiada led out the king's son and placed on him the crown 
and the royal insignia. They proclaimed him king and poured olive oil on his head. They clapped their hands and cried out, Long live the king. Psalm 25 By David, O Lord, I come before you in prayer. My God, I trust in you. Please do not let me be humiliated, and do not let my enemies triumphantly rejoice over me. Certainly, none who rely on you will be humiliated. Those who deal in treachery will be thwarted and humiliated. Make me understand your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God who delivers me. On you I rely all day long. Remember your compassionate and faithful deeds, O Lord, for you have always acted in this manner. Do not hold against me the sins of my youth or my rebellious acts. Because you are faithful to me, extend to me your favor, O Lord. The Lord is both kind and fair. This is why he teaches sinners the right way to live. May he show the humble what is right. May he teach the humble his way. The Lord always proves faithful and reliable to those who follow the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your reputation, O Lord, forgive my sin, because it is great. The Lord shows his faithful followers the way they should live. They experience his favor. Their descendants inherit the land. The Lord's loyal followers receive his guidance and he reveals his covenantal demands to them. I continually look to the Lord for help, for he will free my feet from the enemy's net. Turn towards me and have mercy on me, for I am alone and oppressed. Deliver me from my distress. Rescue me from my suffering. See my pain and suffering. Forgive all my sins. Watch my enemies, for they outnumber me. They hate me and want to harm me. Protect me and deliver me. Please do not let me be humiliated, for I have taken shelter in you. May integrity and godliness protect me, for I rely on you. O God, rescue Israel from all their distress. New Testament reading John chapter 14 Jesus' parting words to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be distressed. You believe in God, believe also in me. There are many dwelling places in my Father's house. Otherwise, I would have told you, because I am going away to make ready a place for you. And if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, so that where I am, you may be too. And you know the way where I'm going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, you will know my Father too. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be content. Jesus replied, Have I been with you for so long? And you have not known me, Philip? The person who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father residing in me performs his miraculous deeds. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not believe me, 
believe because of the miraculous deeds themselves. I tell you the solemn truth. The person who believes in me will perform the miraculous deeds that I am doing and will perform greater deeds than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Teaching on the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Then I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him, because he resides with you and will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will not see me any longer, but you will see me because I live. You will live too. You will know at that time that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. Lord, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, What has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and take up residence with him. The person who does not love me does not obey my words, and the word you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. I have spoken these things while staying with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will cause you to remember everything I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be distressed or lacking in courage. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I am. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. But I am doing just what the Father commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Get up. Let us go from here. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to get in your word. We thank you, O Lord, that in reading and hearing and sitting with scripture, we open up ourselves to to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O God, for the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O Lord Jesus Christ, that in your ascent to the right hand of God the Father, you have given to us the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O Lord, for the way in which the Spirit has informed and given us these words. We thank you, Spirit, that you have drawn us to God, the Father, saved through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you for the Spirit at work even right now in us, maturing us in the faith, 
sanctifying us, healing us, enabling us to forgive, to love, to serve, to have peace even in the middle of the storms of life within us and outside of us. God, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And gracious God, we are reminded of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the way in which we now are co-heirs with Christ, that we now are, are wrapped up and tied up and tangled up in this beautiful resurrection power. We thank you, O oh God, that as we look through redemptive history and we see the pain in redemptive history, we see the bloodshed, we see the disobedience, O oh God, we see nevertheless your persistence to bring forth the Messiah, your commitment to us to bring forth the one who would come and live the life that we could not live and give your very self of Jesus on our behalf because you are one with the Father and because you are obedient and you demonstrated love for us through obedience, even obedience that led to death on the cross. And so now, O oh God, you call us to a life in which we love you by showing obedience to your word, to your will, to your ethics, to your ways, O oh God. Remind us, O oh Lord, that obedience is better than sacrifice. And would you help us, O oh God, to be faithful over the small things and the large things, O oh Lord. We thank you for Christ's obedience on our behalf. And we seek to love you based on your terms, not our imagination, O God. So grant us obedience now that we might love you as you have called us to love you, the God who loved us first. Amen and amen. Anyone who is committed to the work of justice knows how difficult this work is. The fight for justice is worth it, but that doesn't mean it isn't hard. It's tiring to fight. It's tiring to explain why this matters. It's tiring to wake up some days and feel disillusioned. It's in those moments that you just need a word from the Lord. Bread for the Resistance by Donna Barber offers 40 daily devotions for those engaged in the resistance to injustice. Each page offers life-giving words of renewal and hope. So when your legs are tired from marching and your knees are bruised from kneeling, grab a copy of Bread for the Resistance and experience rest and healing for your soul. Learn more at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. 
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's get in the way of the day. God's got so